Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everybody. This is Michael Goldsmith. I am with Father Randall Kazel here at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Welcome to everybody, and it's a little gloomy here today. At least we don't have the snow, so. That's right, we got some <laughs> rain coming, but you know, even this, we can give glory to God. He wills that we have some rain today. We take everything God gives us, we pray with thanksgiving. Absolutely. So somehow well, He wills it. Well, it's good to be here with you, Father. It's um, great. Yeah, again. another time on the air, we can preach the gospel. Yes. This is one of the best ways. and yeah, reaching sub- out to people. Yeah, we reach people thousands of miles away in ways that we can't imagine. We're here in Rochester, St. James Coffee, yep. enjoying a great coffee. That's part of the perks of being here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're if you have a if you have a cup, raise it here. And we're here at St. James enjoying their coffee. So God bless everybody out there this morning. And uh, you know, I we just heard that uh, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen is going to be beatified. Yeah, that's and, great news. And, and it's great news as far as the new evangelization goes. I'm I'm happy about that. And it's close, really kind of in our backyard, really, uh, a, down yeah. in Peoria, Illinois. So, uh, you know, that's going to be the, the spot. All of that has been arranged now. And, and uh, so the beatification is going to happen there, if, I, if I'm if i correct. Yes, that's correct, and in then, the cathedral. Yeah, so then we're one step away from, from having a full canonized Yeah, saint. we need another miracle. Yes, so exactly. So we can start praying for that right away. Absolutely. And the thing about Archbishop Sheen is he, I think he's influenced us in ways we probably don't know. He was a great preacher in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, mm-hmm. and even up shortly before he passed away in the, the late 70s. I think it was 1977 Some, or 78. Somewhere on there, yep. Uh, he was preaching strongly on the need for conversion, repentance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, preserving the faith and the life of the church. And I know personally, I, I very much have enjoyed listening to his talks. He has a, a great retreat that it was recorded, a retreat he gave the priests. And mm. I've listened to that a couple times on a retreat. So I, I'm very grateful for the, the life and grace God gave to Archbishop Sheen and he faithfully shared with the world and still to this day gives blessings. Absolutely, yeah. And and even his show is still is still viable. You can find it. You know, yes. it was tape recorded. It is not, of course, being, you know, I, I really pray and wish that something like that would come back to the TV, but we do have that in EWTM. But I was, hoping, yeah. you know, more like the secular side, you know, and uh, but I, that might happen sometime soon. Who knows, you know, the grace of God. But we have the radio here. We have this still going on, and we, we have a great deal of uh, uh, stations and stuff that are being brought up in the Catholic faith and tradition and and we're gaining ground across the United States for sure, but the global network is there, uh, you know, thanks to uh, a nun that followed in the footsteps yeah. of well, of Fulton Sheen, who I'm sure someday will be in those same, well, uh, hopefully in so. those same, in those, you know, Mother Angelica, of course, we're talking about. So, well, Father, I think we're just about ready to talk about... Um, 
our next our next guest um, and we're blessed with the show again this morning I think we have some great guests so I think we're gonna have some good conversation going on here father in a few few minutes here and uh, did you have anything quick to add before we go on to our uh, first interview well the only thing I would add is that today is a special day for our blessed mother the feast of the presentation of Mary that means when she was a child her parents Saints Anne and Joachim presented Mary in the mm-hmm. temple and there was a, a consecration of Mary for the purposes of God's will which was not clear to everyone right on that day, but we honor uh, the glory of God and his divine plan and Our Lady's presentation in the temple. And it's a beautiful thing to remember of Our Lady's role and mm-hmm. how, how her heart was so open to our Lord and, and the blessings of her parents, Saints Anne and Joachim, are great intercessors for us if we right. will come to them and ask them to pray for us with our Blessed Mother. Is that kind of the same thing as, as what she was doing when she pre- presented uh, Joseph and Mary presented Jesus? Yeah, it was it was similar, similar. Uh, but not exactly not the same. Not exactly yeah. the same, okay. Mm-hmm. So yep, but yep, it was still part of the Jewish, uh, the Judas, uh, Judaism, and, well, it's, and, and it's not that this was a particular inspiration for the Blessed Mother because it was understood by, by the action of grace going on that was observed in her. There was an intuition. Oh, okay. uh, it seems that that. Mary, uh, even as a very young child, God had a unique plan for her, awesome. and there was something quite unique. And then it was an inspiration for them to come and bring her and to the that. temple. Yeah, oh, for God's awesome. designs, yeah. which was the purpose of any presentation in the temple. Right. This is for God's purposes. So. Awesome. Well, this is a special role that we're going to talk about now with Sarah Vetter, which is Sarah Vetter, uh, and she is going to talk to us about adoption and about uh, the birth parents and the, and what that that tie is in and about uh, how that works in together. And uh, Sarah, are you there with us? Yes, good morning. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I'm glad that you're on the show this morning. And uh, Father Randall Kazel is with us. Good morning, here Sarah. Good morning. Happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Well, I know that this month is a special month for many reasons, but one of those is the National Adoption Awareness Month. And can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Sure. November is National Adoption Month, and um, for a couple different reasons. One is to just raise awareness about adoption, um, to get more people knowledgeable about what adoption is and what it can look like. Um, Also to highlight that there's a lot of children waiting to be adopted and waiting to find their forever families out there, um, and to celebrate families that are built by adoption. Well, very nice. And how how are you tied into this, Sarah? I mean, what if you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself and how, how you work in this role? I am the director of the Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption Program for Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. Um, and so I work mostly in domestic infant adoption. I work with birth parents who are making an, ad- an adoption plan, as well as with the families who are bringing a child into their home. Oh, very nice. And Sarah, this is a, a great work for the building up of the culture of life. We, it is a huge challenge to sensitize hearts and minds to the great dignity of human life, every single child. And so uh, why do you have this conviction uh, what, at, the heart, at your heart, uh, how we honor birth parents and their decision to choose life? Yeah, I think birth parents are often left out of the public discussion about adoption. We talk about children, which which we should, because adoption is all about the child. Um, And we talk about the adoptive parents and um, their joy in bringing children into their family. But I think it's also important to recognize that adoption wouldn't exist without birth parents choosing a loving option for their child. They choose life, and they make the most difficult decision of their life um, to place the child with another family. 
Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I mean, that's what we when we were talking about the pro-life issues and abortion and that kind of thing, you know, and we really push towards having, uh, you know, this uh, culture of choose life. And I think this is a really important one because, you know, some people fall into that where, you know, they're 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 in that limbo area of what should I do, right? And I mean, uh, adoption should be a very viable uh, situation, isn't that right, Sarah? Right. Yeah, a lot of women are in crisis in their pregnancy and weren't intending to become pregnant and feel like they're in a place where they're not ready to raise a child or they want more for their child than what they can provide. And so adoption is a wonderful option that a lot of times isn't considered, but um, always worth looking at all of their options to find out what aligns with their values and what they want for themselves and for their child. Um, And so adoption can be a beautiful way to give that child life and choose a future that they may not be able to provide. Yes, you're, you're listening to Real Presence Radio. I'm Father Randall Kazel with Michael Goldsmith. We're blessed to have Sarah Vetter here in this month dedicated to adoption awareness. Sarah, you're involved in this great work of helping people to be aware of adoption. Now, what sort of strategies have you found to be helpful with moms and dads to help them to consider adoption? Have you had any particular ways or of approaching the topic with them? I work with a lot of pregnant men and um, pregnant women and their partners, and a lot of times they're planning on parenting, which is wonderful, and we've got a strong parenting program, too, to support that. But for families that are in any kind of crisis or facing struggles, I always bring up adoption, and it's not to tell them that they should choose adoption because that's, that's their decision and something that they need to weigh, but a lot of times it's not even brought up. And so just asking if they want to learn more about adoption or look at their options. And if if it's something they want to consider, we look at the pros and cons and spend a lot of time talking about values and what they're hoping for for their child. Oh, very good, Sarah. I think one of the things about this is we, we want to pray for the, those parents, but one of the things that's oftentimes hit is the, the preparation that someone who's involved in the work that you're involved in, the preparation of one's heart and mind. How do you prepare yourself for those life-changing conversations? How do you in your own mind and heart get mentally prepared? Because I think there's a good number of our listeners who would say, boy, I, I could have had this conversation, or maybe in the future, I w- or they have someone they'd like to approach and engage in a conversation, but how does one get prepared or at least try to be prepared for that question or that conversation? I think for friends and family wanting to bring up that conversation, um, first, get educated. Find out what adoption is. There's a lot of misconceptions about what adoption can look like. You know, 30 years ago, most adoptions were very closed until a birth parent would place their child for adoption and then um, most often not get any information about the child. And they hoped that they were doing well and were loved and had a great family, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now adoptions have changed a lot, where most of our adoptions are pretty open. And so for mm-hmm. some situations, that means, you know, they get birth parents get letters and pictures and updates about the mm. child throughout the years. Um, and on the very open end, a lot of our birth parents have ongoing contact and visits and play dates with the child. Um, they're not co-parenting, but open adoption gives them the opportunity to be another loving adult in the child's life and not have those unknowns that can really mm-hmm. eat away at you. Yes. Yeah, very that's, good. That is beautiful. I think that's important. I think that's, uh, you know, certain situations, of course, you can't, you know, those things can't happen. But, you know, for the most part, I think we always should be open and and, and allow that lovingness, especially the grace of God, to, to come into those situations and to, you know, to help 
to raise that child, you know, to the best of, of that child's uh, a potential. So, Sarah, can I can I ask you, like, with uh, you you said you you're more in like with the infancy and and the early adoption. I mean, there's there's do, do you guys work with those that are in need of adoption at er, at older ages too? Um, Catholic Charities does not usually. Children um, who are a little bit older and waiting for families would be through county foster care system. Okay. Um, but there's literally hundreds of children waiting for families right now in Minnesota. Right. So there's a big need. There's a need out there for that. So that's another option for the, us that are supposed to be really focusing on the gospel and, and looking to life that these children are out there that need that need loving families so it's not just infancy and it's not just the early part there's there's a great need across the whole spectrum is is that correct absolutely yeah kids of all ages just looking for a loving family that can provide stability and and direction and and a good home awesome yeah, and we may have even some listeners who are expecting a child now and not sure what to think of the future, mm-hmm. and they're thinking of what, what kind of decision would be best in these moments. And what would you say to, say, a mom who's expecting and, and maybe hearing us talk about the possibility of adoption? How would you approach a, a mom who has that question in her heart? I would say, you know, start looking at your options, whether someone is pretty sure they want a place for adoption or, you know, fairly certain that they want to parent. It's good to look at the other options so that one year, five years down the road, um, there's not going to be any regret because they thoroughly looked at what would it look like to parent, what would it look like to choose adoption. Um, They can certainly call Catholic Charities. They've got a 800 number that we answer 24-7, and we're not going to put any pressure on you. We support parenting. We support adoption. We're going to help you look at your options and your values and what that could look like. so anyone who wants to talk to a social worker any time of day, they can call us at 800-222-5859. And we'll answer and we'll talk about, you know, what it looks like for them. But it's going to be their decision, what they want for their baby and themselves. And again, that number is 1-800-222-5859. Thank you for sharing that with us, Sarah. And then, and then also, uh, are you able to pray sometimes with people that come to you? Is there any the sense? I, I really liked how you encouraged moms to look into the future because that really uh, is part of the key to understanding what's best is what, what say, maybe even at the end of one's life, what will you wish you had done? Or maybe 10 years into the future, what will you wish you had done? Uh, and our Lord is the one who gives us that wisdom, it seems to me. Do you, do you have a chance to pray with parents sometimes? It depends. Um, you know, we work with people of all faiths. And so if, if faith is not a big part of their life or they don't want to pray, that's not going to be pushed on them um, in any way. But there are certainly women who do find that very meaningful and that is important to them. And then we absolutely can um, pray with them and, and explore their faith in this yeah. decision as well. Yeah. Well, is there anything? Uh, we have just a few more seconds left. If you want to say something really quick, uh, if you have any ending conversation or uh, any thoughts, really quick, Sarah. Well, I just thank you so much for having me and getting the word out about adoption. Again, encouraging people to look at their options and not be afraid to bring it up because sometimes there's some hesitancy around that. But um, it's always a, a beautiful option and a way to provide a family for a child for someone That's- who otherwise couldn't. That's great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, We're going to be coming up next with a prayer for your intentions with prayer for yours, and you can call in during Straight Talk. And thanks again for being with us, uh, Sarah. Uh, We will join you back here after the break.
Thank you.